My mother is, of course, a different generation. And despite all the things that I know, there's still that resistance and kind of understanding and making those changes. So we're kind of, this is all sort of a part of what's happening right now. But again, the greatest message here is that we empower ourselves. You know, we empower ourselves to take, to not even just take control of our health, but like we guide, you know, we are the leaders of where we go in terms of our lifespan and longevity. And one of the most important areas is gut health. You know, that affects, clearly affects our immune system, but it also affects our mind, our mood, our able to make clear decisions. And so what I'm witnessing in this journey right now is, you know, kind of that three step forwards, two steps back, sometimes one step back, because we're all human. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Aging. We all want to age well, as hopefully as possible, so we can reap the benefits of all our hard work and really enjoy the rest of our lives in the most abundant, prosperous, and loving way possible. And it is a lot in longevity medicine. I've been studying in longevity medicine since the early 2000s, as I became really interested because looking at the quality of life and the care of our elders at that time, right? I was in my 30s. (laughs) And so I was thinking about people my age, but really also my parents, my mom who passed away at a young age of 67, and my dad who was really struggling at 79, but with intervention in longevity medicine, he was able to live out quality years to age of 91. Food is medicine and learning that we are so much more than what we do, what we wear, where we live. We are more of our health, the quality of our health and who we surround ourselves with. And those are true longevity hacks that each and every one of us can do. And that is absolutely free. And it is something that I have been focusing on over the past few years. So this couch talk, this girlfriend doctor show, I want to introduce to you some more concepts on longevity medicine, how we use food as medicine, as well as some of the cutting edge techniques. You know, part of my hacking, biohacking uh, has been in, in creating the health that works at the cellular level. When our cells are healthy and functioning well, our whole being functions better. When we heal at the cellular level, at the mitochondrial level, and improve cell-to-cell communication, we completely, completely change the trajectory of our health. These little small changes on a regular basis. A while back, I had done an article, a blog on 
is this how Oprah felt when Oprah had really focused with Weight Watchers, focused with her chef, Rachel Ray, and had gotten into the best health of, of her years at that point, and then had a slip back. And it's true. I have slipped back in ways and so many times, like the roller coaster ride of life to learn, okay, what does God want me to know now? What do I need to know now to improve this transition, to break through this plateau, to go to the next level in my health? And the first thing is mindset. It's setting your goals and setting long distance goals and also revisiting your goals on a daily basis in the most positive way, what we do want in our lives, not what we don't want in our lives. And that's been a really big part of it. Also understanding, okay, where is the cellular shift? There's cellular shifts in our thirties, in our forties, in our fifties. And those are big ones, right? Those are really big ones. And then what happens as we're getting older in our sixties and our seventies and our eighties and, and beyond, and how can we keep navigating the amazing temple cathedral of our spirit that we have our body to radiate tremendously good health. And so with that spirit, I'm inviting a friend of mine who's also a chef. Her name is Serena Poon. Serena Poon is a celebrity chef and certified nutritionist. She also delves into energy medicine. She's a Reiki master and the wellness and longevity advisor to A-list clientele from celebrities that you will definitely know, such as the likes of Jerry Berkheimer and Carrie Washington. And she also in 2019 launched a lifestyle brand and TV show that encompasses all the pillars of optimal health. She is known and achieved her method through culinary alchemy, which is a combination of education, integrative and functional nutrition and healing energy. She's also the founder of Just Add Water, a wellness line of super nutrient foods and supplements. So join me today in the Girlfriend Doctor Show and welcoming Chef Serena Poon. Welcome, Serena. It's good to have you here. And it's good to sit with you again. It's been a while. Yes, yes, my dear friend. I'm It's so happy to see your beautiful face and just so happy to share space with you. So thank you for having me on. It's nice we get to catch up too. So. Yeah, it's so funny because I feel like, okay, well, I see her on Instagram all the time. I don't feel like it's been, it's been over a year, I think, since I've seen you last. And so- No, we started yeah. in January. January? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's right. In Austin. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, going on, going on. Yeah. It just feels like, oh my gosh. But I feel like I've always been close to you because your Instagram is amazing and you're always sharing your heart. And I know you've, you've had a lot of personal stuff going on right now and that you've been taking care of your mom. And I want you to share a little bit about that journey. What I love about what you do is you incorporate wisdom right? Deep set wisdom, work of the soul in mm. opening up pathways to greater health and longevity and, mm. and how we can incorporate cutting edge science, but what are the foundations, how we improve foundational health. So I would love for you to share that story and your journey with your mom right now too. Yes, of course. Um, and, and thank you so much for asking uh, and giving me this space to share. Yeah, recently my mom, she she fell, uh, she's 70, and uh, she broke her femur 
gratefully, she broke it midway. So it wasn't like at the hip. And what happened was, so she went to the hospital. She had to have, you know, a surgery within that 12 hour space. They ended up having to put a rod in her leg. In that time frame, she, all kinds of things were happening. Now, again, we're in the hospital setting. It's very kind of chaotic. She, you know, her heart rate is going AFib. She's never had those problems. And what happened was while she was under anesthesia, so, you know, obviously she's under anesthesia to go through this orthopedic surgery to put the rod in her leg. She actually vomited, you know, violently while she was under, which tells us something is going on with the body. Of course, you know, she, they had stopped her food and there were, there's food in, in that. And sorry to be graphic to the audience, but this is what happened. But what that left- Aspiration, we call that aspiration. That's so dangerous because it's caustic. It really can erode the lungs and the, you know, and, and very devastating situation. Yeah. And, and what, what was also happening is that there was actually food coming out. So that told us because- you know, the theme of all of this, you know, from what we're talking about here into how we extend our life in a vibrant way for longevity is that listen to your body. You know, our bodies are always telling us something and some things are measurable and some things aren't quite as tangible. So, you know, that tells us there's something going on with her digestive system if that were, if that's happening. So they did a scan. These looked like there was some blockage. They thought, okay, well, let's do a CT, which you know, obviously there's radiation and I'm your, yeah, I'm your holistic biohacker, right? I try to minimize everything, but clearly there was a need uh, for a lot of allopathic um, processes and services in this journey. And then they found that there was something with her appendix. So immediately she had to be scheduled for an appendectomy. So she went to surgery again within that same 24-hour period. And it turned out she had a massive tumor in her appendix and they were able to remove it. And, you know, of course, she ended up being in the hospital for about three weeks, lots of complications. And that tumor turned out to be a super rare one in a million cancer. Wow. That is rare of the appendix. Yeah, of the appendix. It's uh, and gratefully it was low grade, so it's slow growing, but it gotten to be very sizable. So you know, there's a lot more details I can share. You know, at a later date, I actually haven't even shared this in my own platform. But what kept coming through in this whole process was okay. There's a way that we treat the body with science, cutting edge, right? We empowering ourselves because the system isn't always built to serve us in the way we hope. So really in the hospital every single day, sort of like demanding the things that I know that she needs and running tests and, you know, even something as simple as an IV uh, with nutrients in it. And then at the same time, every day being super grateful and blessed that this is all happening because had she not fallen, had she not had that surgery, that wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have known to scan her abdomen. We might not have found this tumor and this cancer until much later. At the same time, and we're going to talk about this now today, most GI cancers come from diet and lifestyle. You know, it comes very much from what we put into our bodies, it comes from what we drink, what we eat, and um, even, even how we breathe, you know, but GI discordances and imbalances can end up being a cancer and it often comes from what we put into our bodies. So, you know, my mother is, of course, a different generation. And despite all the things that I know, there's still that resistance and and kind of understanding and making those changes. So we're kind of, this is all sort of 
a part of what's happening right now. But again, the greatest message here is that we empower ourselves. You know, we empower ourselves to take, to not even just take control of our health, but like we guide, you know, we are the leaders of where we go in terms of our lifespan and longevity. And one of the most important areas is gut health. You know, that affects, clearly affects our immune system, but it also affects our mind, our mood, our able to make clear decisions. And so what I'm witnessing in this journey right now is, you know, kind of that three steps forwards, two steps back, sometimes one step back, because we're all human, you know, and my mom is, you know, she's, she's my mom. She's so human. She's also an energy body, but just like that kind of, as you said, you know, remembering there's that wisdom of knowing that we are always challenged with what our brain kind of adopts as a habit or a safe place or a foundation or a comfort zone. And to, to trust that as we go outside of that comfort zone, because there's another part of our brain that knows, okay, this is good for me. You know, this is going to be healing for me to like give ourselves a little bit of that grace, you know, to know that, oh, this feels super uncomfortable. I don't want to have my green juice right now. You know, I don't want to have my bone broth right now. I don't want to have these things that are healing for me for whatever reason, but to also trust the science. Yeah. And it's a trust the process, but it can also be that subconscious, right? The comfort, the comfort from these things or what's familiar versus what's unfamiliar and that feels safe. And so it's very courageous to take those steps and especially in a, in a weakened state and the recovery state. Yeah, it really is. And and I'm so glad that you highlighted that because we've talked about it before. I think maybe in our last podcast and just in general, it's just to remind ourselves that it's not about taking away that comfort. It's more, okay, understanding why does this food that we know might not actually be good for us, it might actually be shortening our longevity. Why do we want it? You know, and kind of like attuning to that. It's like, okay, well, this this actually reminds me of when I used to hang out with my college friends and, and that sense of community is really what I'm, what I'm longing for as I reach for this item that might not be good for me. And then once you know that, then you can say, okay, then maybe I need to call my best friend right now, or maybe I need to just connect in some way and then choose the healthier choice. So it's just, you know, I love what you're talking about here on your podcast and just in general and your messaging aligned with mine is that we have the cutting edge science. We do those things. That's that's almost easier to connect to sometimes because there's tangibles, right? There's there's evidence, there's like proof on paper or in the lab and in clinical trials. And equally important are the things that we might not have tangibles about. And that's within us, you know, and seeing that what we know, those sort of honoring those Uh, that wisdom, that energy we have about ourselves and about our bodies is equally important to that cutting edge science, which is, you know, we were talking earlier, which is why David Sinclair and I, it's, it's a very synergistic sort of partnership because he brings that. And then at the same time, equally important is that your soul, that spirituality, that connection that you have to your body and to yourself. And then of course, the practices that come with that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's talk about that and some of these practices. And we mentioned David Sinclair, who's a Harvard researcher in longevity medicine. And he's, you talk a little bit about him and he's part of our 
Da Vinci 50, 50 leaders in uh, longevity medicine. And it was really great to hear him speak last October at the Boston conference that we had and uh, enlightening to see what cellular science he's been looking at, what pharmaceuticals, you know, that are being researched at Harvard right now to help improve longevity. And then it back down to, like you said, holistic biohacking and the synergy between the two. And you've had some great conversations with him in, on your podcast. So will you share some of those those pearls and how you've integrated that? Uh, absolutely. You know, we talk a lot uh, clearly about food and diet. Interestingly enough, you know, when we met at that conference last fall, it wasn't as much of a focus. You know, clearly he's a scientist. I'm doing this type of research. And it wasn't until we started talking and he could see and then later experience uh, dietary changes, you know, lowering the levels of inflammation that you have in your body, starting with your gut, starting with your diet. I am plant-based. Uh, I'm not saying that plant-based is for everyone, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of science that supports lowered inflammation levels um, and gut health when it comes to a plant-based diet. Now, of course, you have to be smart about what you eat, how you eat. Uh, you also have to be mindful about supplementing yourself with the necessary amino acids that you might not find in plants that are found in, in animal products. So we talk a lot about that. You know, we also talk about what he's now labeled xenohermesis which is that sort of like those stress molecules that we get from plants and we get them when we consume plants. Okay. Now this is a biggie, Serena. I'm going to stop you because many people are hearing, okay, lectins are bad for you. Lectins, we shouldn't have lectins and, you know, but that is part of that xenohormesis. Yeah, absolutely. And so what people don't, and anyone who might not know what xenohermesis is, it's basically a survival stress on plants. And then what the plants, what those plant bodies create in response to that, and that our bodies take in. So we talk a lot about hermetic stress, which is just sort of giving our body just enough stress so that it responds in a way that gives us, you know, it's like triggering autophagy, you know, it's, it's giving us those activating our body in such a way that we create the molecules and the compounds in our bodies extend our life and make us stronger. And so that's what's sort of happening with plants when we're talking about xenohermesis. So the encouragement here is to really reach, I talk a lot about you know, eat a rainbow and, and brightly colored plants, you know, fruits and vegetables, just plants. It's not just because I want you to get all the phytonutrients and vitamins and minerals, but it's also because those particular plants have more than likely gone through this process of xenohermesis. You know, they've been stressed. And so that's, that results in the coloring, uh, which makes it just easy for everyone to rec remember instead of just you know, I got to eat all these fruits, all these vegetables. And again, I always encourage people to get tested, you know, know your biomarkers. David and I talk about this a lot, you know, no, you can't manage what you, what you don't measure. Exactly. So you've got to go and get your labs done, see what your intolerances are, uh, see what inflammatory markers that you have so that you can adjust. What are some of the key biomarkers that you like to look at? I always do a food intolerance. 
I test um, nearly 300 markers and well, it's not quite 300, it's like 200, almost 300. And then if anyone's done any sort of allergy, I, you know, I'm, well, I'm happy to take a look at those labs. I don't typically run that. So those inflammation markers are really important. And then just your uh, nutrient density. So I want to know what your nutrient levels are in your body. So that's, so that's a micronutrient panel. And that's something that I typically do. I also do full hormone panels, thyroid for men and women, everything. I like to do a a gut test as well. And, uh, and that really depends on the client, you know, they, it's, it's a process that you have to like do a at stool home. test, like a digestive stool analysis. Yeah. They're so important. And sometimes people are uncomfortable with that process, but you just have to know that everything that is in and out of your body is perfect and glorious and data is everything. So I highly recommend that because your gut really is such a key to everything. Just going back to what I was saying earlier, obviously not just brain health, but longevity. And that begins you speak of this, Anna, that begins when it, for women, when you're, when your baby's still inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, that already starts that process for your child. Longevity begins in the womb. Longevity begins in the womb. Yeah. And that really comes from, again, what you put into your body, what you take in, what you ingest. Something that I, it was interesting. I think I shared it with JJ and she, she was like, oh, you know, we don't talk about this that much. It's just what I was talking about with the amino acids, especially if you're plant-based and making sure that you get in enough of those from your diet. So either you take it supplementally, there's some great supplements out there that are have um, all the essential aminos. And then obviously there are some plant-based, there are some plant products or just plants and algae is one of them. So I highly recommend Irish sea moss, pretty much have everyone on that because it's got so many aminos and it. it's got everything that you really need to not just heal if you have any type of gut issues, but really support your gut. Obviously, we talk a lot about probiotics, prebiotics, and now postbiotics. Recently, I was talking to a partner and they they create a product that makes a urolithin A. And so that is a compound that helps our body absorb all the great antioxidants, all the nutrients, say from berries, you know, anything that has high antioxidant values in it. Some of us don't have the right bacteria that can really help us take that in. And so there are all kinds of compounds, uh, molecules out there that we can take supplementally that help. I don't know if we've talked about it here, but I also use spermidine. That's another great one. So, you know, longevity is about getting our bodies to go into that autophagy sort of process, right? And anything that we do between diet, food, lifestyle, and supplements is helpful for that. So there are compounds like spermidine, which we find in vegetables, but the concentrations might not be high enough. So you can take a supplementally that also sort of trick your body to go into autophagy. So that's similar to what we're doing when we're fasting, you know, or when we're doing like high intensity interval type of uh, exercise or when we're doing that, I don't want to call it shock therapy. It's shock therapy for me because it's so cold, but you know, cold baths and cold cold plunges plunges and you know, uh, like anytime we're shocking our body that way, we are tricking it, so to speak, and we're triggering it to go into autophagy. So 
So yes, Dave and I talk about a lot of the different ways. A lot of it is in supplements, but it's also in lifestyle. It's also in diet and food and where you focus your attention. So gut was something that we were talking about just last week that I'm mentioning here as well, that I think people are aware, but be even a little bit more attuned. You know, you know, when you eat something and it doesn't feel right, when your stomach and your digestive system doesn't feel right, that's like a flag, you know? So we're so sort of, I don't want to say used to, but it, it is true. We're, we're used to taking something to manage the symptoms because we've got a meeting, we've got a Zoom, we've got a podcast, we've got to get on a plane. And so when our body's telling us something, especially our digestive, our immediate reach is to, okay, I'm I'm gassy, so I'm going to take something that deals with that. Oh, I'm acidic, I so I'm going to take something that that tones that down. I And really what you have to go to is the root of the issue and sort of like, well, why is my body responding that way? It's likely physiological. Maybe you have a little bit too much acid, maybe not enough. Maybe there's permeability. There's a leak in your gut, so to speak. Or maybe it's emotional because so much of our emotions, our, our mood, our mental and psychological health is directly connected to our gut. So our gut and the health of our gut can affect our mood and our mind. But likewise, you know, it works in a loop. If we're having a tough day, if we're stressed, if we're emotionally challenged, it also, then it goes down and affects our gut health. So it works. It's important to remember that it kind of, it's, it works in this loop. It, it's a back and forth. It's not just one direction, which I think that some people think, you know, if I eat this food, it's good for my brain. But likewise, if your brain's having a rough day, it'll affect your stomach. And so these are the things that can affect not just our immune health, but obviously our lifespan. I've been rambling on and on. I feel yeah, like no, I it's, so, it's so true. And, and I think that's the practicality of it. It's, it's always more than one thing, right? And how we incorporate it into our world and what we, you know, what we know about. And several of these, like the Irish sea moss, that's new to me, but the urolithin A and spermidine, certainly we've talked about that in, in longevity circles. And I haven't tried any of those myself yet. I definitely haven't tried any of those myself. And it's, I always think, okay, let me get to the foundational issues first. Let me really work on that, you know, getting into ketosis, getting into autophagy and, and naturally doing that. So using maybe exogenous ketones or using spermidine and, or a glucose sensitive sensitizing agent like berberine as a supplement or metformin by prescription. These are additional options that are available to us and especially thinking, okay, well, when do we implement them? It's always, for me, it's always like one step at a time. Let's look at the biggest things that can move the needle. And always it's with lifestyle mindset and the you know nutrition, the nutrition that we're eating, that it goes beyond. I think too, like some of the, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. What gets measured gets managed. So tests don't guess from checking urine pH and ketones to checking inflammatory markers to checking, you know, hormones and how they're responding, but mostly detoxification, how are bodies detoxing hormones? So, you know, in my recent book, Menu Pause, there's a plant-based detox in there, as well as a carnivore plan. Yes. And yes. so sometimes people can't tolerate plant foods. How do you address that, Serena? That's a great question. So I wanted to just uh, acknowledge what you said about when do you start? And uh, that's such a great question. I'd like to go back to after this. And I love the emphasis on, you know, 
because this is how I do as well. What can you do with just your body first? You know, what our bodies are such incredible, complex, complicated, and just, you know, we're unicorns. Yeah. You know, what we do, what our bodies are capable of doing is so much more than we realize. So doing it in the natural ways first and then supplementing as tools is a really important note that you made about that. Remind me, what, what was I just supposed to be answering just now? Uh, where do we start? Oh, with the plant. Okay. Yeah. So adjusting from to a plant-based diet. So great question. I kind of incorporate slow. So it really depends. Now, some people in an acute situation, I have had patients, clients that have cancer, uh, depending on the cancer, it's, it's pretty much like a, we, it's a clean slate. We wipe everything clean and we might not necessarily go raw, but we'll go plant-based and it'll be kind of half and half. If you're not in an acute situation like that, and you just want to make a lifestyle adjustment, it's as with all things, it's almost like you titrate, you know, so you incorporate more. If you're looking at your plate and you've got only one quarter of that plate, that's fresh steamed or cooked vegetables, then what you want to do is you want to, you want to double that. So it's like at least half. And then you can add in a little bit more because you want to give your digestive system a chance to acclimate to that. You know, your gut biome is not quite used to those things. You need to build up the bacteria as well to digest and process those foods. Some people just want to just say, okay, I starting today, I'm vegetarian. I'm only going to do, you know, a little bit of eggs or a little bit of dairy, or some people just go straight vegan, which is wonderful if they want to do that too. But you do have to give yourself about I would say 10 to 14 days where your body is going to be detoxing. You don't realize it. You think it's the vegetables that's causing you discomfort. Yes and no. Your body is also detoxing. It's taking in all these nutrients. And now it's sort of like letting go of what it was holding on to before. So what Anna, you were saying about how detox is such an important part of the whole process. I 100% agree. I believe in daily detox, you know, yeah. so make sure you get in all the things, you know, naturally some cilantro, some parsley, your lemon water, you know, lymphatic, you don't have to wear the boots, you can do it with the brush, but you know that you are, you're detoxing on a daily basis because that is by design how our bodies are meant to work. And then every once in a while, you can do a little bit more of an intense detox to kind of help purge. I'm a big fan of colonics. You know, I don't think I've talked about that really uh, that much, but I am a big fan of that. It's good every once in a while to go in and, and have some help to take it all out, especially if you've had to be on medication for any reason. If you've been on antibiotics, we want to take all those dead bugs out, you know, just like we want to take out senescent cells, right? We, we talk about, I'm sure you talk about senolytics here and uh, senescent cells, which are zombie cells. And we want to remove that from our system as well, because they take up space. They take up space and energy and resources. So those are dying cells, right? Mm -hmm. so we want to move those. So interesting with colonics, it is something that I definitely incorporate into my medical practice with clients. So, and it can be very, very helpful done right, right? And the other thing is feeding the gut back with enzymes, especially yeah. if you are doing more plant-based foods, enzymes mm -hmm. and, and probiotics. The issue that I definitely come across in my plant-based eaters mm -hmm. is they're not getting enough protein and fat or able to digest their food really well. Mm -hmm. So that's just an area that's a, sometimes a challenge to navigate. So, so that's a, that's a great point. Um, 
if you, I, I'm a big fan of avocados. I have it every single day. Getting enough fat into your diet, if you choose a plant-based diet, really isn't that hard. You know, there are, say, there's avocado, there's coconut, there's obviously nuts and seeds that have higher levels of fat. That's my go-to. And then in terms of protein, you can still get in enough protein. You just have to be very mindful about it. You have to pay attention a little bit more because there are clearly with the legumes, clearly with the seeds and nuts, just make sure you soak them first. You know, I'm a big fan of sprouting, of soaking. We didn't talk about it here, but broccoli sprouts and- I love them. Some of my favorite. Yeah, that's just something that you want to be, you want that a part of your daily, whether regardless of if you're plant-based or not, just the nutritional benefits from the sulforaphane anti-cancer, anti so many things, it is it is excellent to have in your diet. One thing that I really love because Dave and I talk a lot about, you know, how we add polyphenols and with fat, you take your resveratrol or your senolytics with a little bit of fat. He does it with yogurt. I do too. Um, but so you're taking your senolytics, you're referring to like the spermidine or what? Oh, you- no, like let's say quercetin or acetin or, and then polyphenol. So your resveratrol, it's great to take a lot of these things. It's great to take with fat because your body absorbs it better. But sometimes, you know, if I'm fasting, I don't want to have even a bite of yogurt in the morning, but I will allow myself to have say a matcha latte, which is one of my favorites. So I know you've made me some, so yeah. you are the queen of making them delicious. I'm like, I don't like matcha. And you like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, you got to try it. And you made it with additional herbs and it was just so tasty, spicy. You guys, you have to, we have to share with your audience because matcha is definitely I would call longevity, that's a longevity food, a longevity beverage. The auric levels are so high in organic Simona grade matcha. So yeah, Um, definitely let's talk about how to make it tasty because you know, I'm a big maca fan because maca plus is amazing. And that's, you know, affects our epigenome too. And is really part of that that field and everyone sometimes gets confused maca and matcha so matcha is a green tea and maca is a a root that grows in the andes and in peru and so you know very different very different but okay so matcha and even i think some of the coffee stores were having some matcha lattes and i was like i tried it once and i was never having that again until you (laughs) oh no oh no we we gotta get you on that chain it's so good for you um at least have it once in a while but i love matcha too. It's in my Just Add Water product. It is just another blessing the universe and God gave us to be able to have the benefits from this root and have that every day as well. So matcha is basically a green tea and it's one of the one of the plants out there that does go through hormetic stress. So it would be a plant that has that experiences xenohormesis because the way they grow it is they block the sunlight for a period of time when they're growing the green tea. Yeah, when they're farming, growing this green tea. So it gets exposed to a certain amount of sunlight, then it gets exposed to shade. So the plants have to work a little bit harder and different than other green teas. It's grounded into a powder. So um, so it's very fine. And what you really want is you want a good, you want a good quality because just like with anything, you know, if it's not a good quality, it doesn't taste very good. But I, I prefer organic ceremonial grade matcha. And I usually do it with a little bit of cinnamon in, and that helps you with your blood sugar levels. And then I'll do it with a little bit of uh, monk fruit. 
So it's, you know, there's obviously no calories. There's, it's not, there's no, it didn't change my glucose levels. And at the same time, there's just a tiny bit of carbs, but I do it with almond milk and it's like a, it's almond milk with just almond and water. So it's rich in that almond fat. And I blend it all together with the matcha and I love it. And it's also a great place. Sometimes I'll put my resveratrol in there. I'll put my synolytics. I'll put my polyphenols in there because it's got that fat from the nut. So it's a way you can like stack your hack. You know, you're getting your matcha, but you're also getting all your polyphenols and you're getting your synolytics in a drink and it doesn't break your fast as long as you don't put any sugar in it or anything with, um, you know, with high carbs. So this is one of my daily, daily longevity practices, something that of course David's adopted in other people, because if we can get you the right recipe, you'll love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I know I could talk to you forever. Well, tell us, a, give us a quick synopsis of a day in your life here at the Girlfriend Doctor. We have four pillars of, of the, as our foundation and it is nourish, shine, awaken, and embrace. So those four key areas to really be grounded in on a, on a daily basis, that these are, these are key to healthy longevity and vibrancy and just loving our lives. So run me through a day in your life, Serena. So I love that because my life, it's, it's, it's so interesting. It's between travel and now, you know, stuff at home, it's kind of all over, but I do have foundations. So no matter where I go, no matter where I am, no matter what's happening, I start my day with gratitude and grace. You know, before I get out of bed, I say my prayers, I say my gratitude and I connect, you know, I connect to what I consider my guides and I do meditation. So it's how I start my day and it really grounds you. You settle your mind into an empowered state. So don't reach for the phone and look at emails and get yourself, you know, shifted into the sympathetic state. You want to be in a parasympathetic state as you start your day. So I do that. I prepare myself for the day, get ready. And when I'm in the shower, I do the same thing. And I don't know if I've shared this here before, but the shower is a great place to cleanse yourself of anything that doesn't serve you and just be fully in your own energy. And then, of course, you know, I start my day with a warm lemon water. Uh, before that, I oil pull. This is ah, a okay with coconut oil or what type of oil and oil pulling just in your mouth and cleansing your. Yeah. So I take a, I take a spoonful of coconut oil, just like raw cold press or coconut oil. And I work it around and that's, you know, when I'm doing other things and getting ready in the bathroom, this is what I'm doing. And I spit that out and then I brush my teeth and then I actually floss with like charcoal floss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I get ready for the day. I have my warm lemon water and I do my morning supplements and synolytics and, you know, my just add water comes later, but I'll do, I'll do my matcha um, with my polyphenols. And then I go about my day. So sometimes it's interviews, sometimes it's Zoom, sometimes it's clients, sometimes I'm in a different part of the world, but I usually fast for at least 12 to at minimum um, to 16 hours before I really consume something that my body needs to digest and process. So that's just a daily for me. And um, you know, by the time I've had my matcha, I've probably had almost a liter of water. Uh, and just a reminder to everybody, 
How about the good ads? Yeah, really. And I'm a big one ounce per pound that you weigh person. If you can't drink that much, at least make 75 to 80% there your goal because it just helps your whole system. It helps the detox process. It helps energy flow. It helps you take in all these supplements if you're taking in supplements, but it's just a necessary part of life that I found 99% of my clients are dehydrated when they come to me. Oh, yeah. We have a saying, you know, you learn this as a first year, you know, medical student that Mm -hmm. the solution to pollution is dilution. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so that's always a good. That's great. I love it. Yeah. So that's a a key factor. So, you know, I would say those are some of my biggest takeaways, just like meditation. That's a practice that we have more and more studies of how it contributes towards longevity. David actually does it now too. He didn't, you know, before, uh, because now we've pulled all the studies and he gets that hydration, obviously eating the rainbow, getting those xenohermetic plants in you, movement, of course, and one of the most important things that we don't talk about enough is connection. Oh, you know, so important. Connection. You've got to connect some way, whether it's physically, you know, with touch, and that includes body work that you may receive, you know, massage, anything, or connection, even this way, even virtually. But connection is um, core to that sense of vibrancy, you know, that we want to carry throughout our whole life. Absolutely. Serena, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, yes. So my website, it's serenaloves.com and uh, my uh, my Instagram. And I think most of my social handles are all Chef Serena Poon. So that's where you can find me. And oh. I'm just grateful. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's been so good to have you here and to connect with you. Your energy is beautiful. I feel so relaxed. It's been a hectic day for me. And I feel like oh, it's just like uh-huh. taking a, a deep breath. And I've, I've had a meditation right now in our conversation. And so I want to definitely thank you for being a guest on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. And I look forward to seeing you again and how you ground our longevity medicine, right? It's not all about the gadgets and the gizmos and the pills. There's the, the foundational issues that are at our core that nothing else will work unless we have the right mindset. And then again, like how we feel at home in our body is a, is a huge piece of it. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. And you guys check out Chef Serena Spoon, on Chef Serena Poon on Instagram and also her website, serenaloves.com. She's got some great products on her website. And I love her candles, by the way, and ceremonial candles and those good things to really like center, like you can do centering prayer with those meditation. And it's just really good stuff. And you know, this is it's just been a a blessing. Serena, you were going to say something. Yes, I almost forgot. Um, If you do go to my Instagram, the link in bio, we have links for our longevity resources. So uh, because Dr. David Sinclair and I have a series that we do and we have like a separate landing page. I don't remember what it is right now in this moment, Um, but it is in my bio and you'll find it. And there's a lot of resources there. And, you know, a lot of what we talked about here today. And of course, even more than that. So, but thank you so much. This has been such a joy. 
You are welcome. And to my audience, I thank you always for listening and sharing. Please hop over to where you listen to this podcast. Definitely give us a rating and subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Girlfriend Doctor. Putting in extra videos and you can see the connection and feel like you are definitely being embraced as intended in this community. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. Until next time. Thank you all.